right, welcome back, everybody, to another show of Flyway Connections. Like always, my name is Chris, and I'm here with my buddy Joe and Sharp. Joe? Hey, how you guys doing today? So today's episode, we have JD from Helm High Water, um, nonprofit organization from the chapter out there in Arkansas. Uh, hey, JDA, how you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity uh, today to come out and, and talk with you guys about Helm High Water Outdoors. Oh no, we appreciate I'm you. I'm definitely glad to have you on. But uh, we'll start the show like we always do, Joe. <laughs> so my favorite question, you know, because I'm, you know, I love waterfowling, and um, I see that you guys, you know, contribute to the waterfowl therapy. But uh, how was your season up there in Arkansas this year? Um, you know, it was pretty good. Uh, hit or miss a little bit. Uh, we finished strong. Uh, had a good year for specs. Um, but, you know, we had, you know, a little bit of weather issues, a little bit of water issues kind of early, um, but we managed to scratch out a pretty good year. It was better than the year before. So, uh, you know, we had a good time, uh, made a lot of good memories and man, ready to do it again. Where, where are you hunting out of? I, I guide up in Walnut Ridge. Okay. Uh, I, I live in, uh, El Dorado, Arkansas, which is kind of South central Arkansas. Um, and man, we, we kind of chase them all over the state. I've been from, you know, uh, North Arkansas, uh, up around Jonesboro, uh, all up and down the uh, Delta out there. I have a, a lease, uh, over around Lake village, Arkansas. Uh, we lease a farm with some rice fields and, and bean fields. That's, that's a good place to hunt. I've, I've, I've gone down there a couple times. I actually did. I did a teal hunt there a couple years ago for early teal and, it, you can get some pretty good teal shoots right around that area. You know, uh, the last the last few years, man, the Delta right in there, it, it's been tough for ducks. Just just the the situation with with weather and water, and the way it's played out. Um, but our spec hunting has been good the last couple of years, and and uh, we've really taken advantage of that. Uh, really cutting down on the specs because, man, I, I I love to shoot a spec just as much as I do a cup mallard. Uh, those big uh, spotted up birds, man, they come in all cupped up and, and work good. And to me, shooting a, a speck in the face is just as fun as shooting them out in the face. If not a little bit more. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think a little bit more. Yeah. It's, it's, my, it's probably my favorite. And I will say, speckle bellies kind of saved my season, too. Specs saved it. I'm hunting down here in Louisiana. Like, like right, right before... Christmas and after Christmas, so Spec saved my season. Yeah, Spec has definitely yep. been like the, the Louisiana staple for water for that. And the snows this year, we got the snow geese in here thick this year down here in southwest Louisiana. It, the snow was pretty good in Arkansas. Uh, I, I got the opportunity to go out on a couple of different snow hunts this year, um, and we done good. Uh, and and I think uh, the guy, there's a guy that I, I snow hunt with, uh, JR with uh, Waterfowl Assassins. I don't know if you ever heard of those guys. Uh, Waterfowl Assassins is, is real good. Uh, they donate a hunt every year to Hell of High Water for us to bring a, a client out and, and hunt with those guys on a speck hunt or snow hunt or duck hunt, however, you know, it tends to work out what time of the season it is. And uh, so we usually hook up with uh, JR, Waterfowl Assassins, and his guys. And, you know, a couple of good spec hunts every year, a couple of good snow hunts, and they uh, they they hunt up around DeWitt in that area, and it's always a good time with them. 
Nice. So you, you mentioned uh, hell or high waters. Um, can we talk about that a little bit? See uh, and get a little bit uh, in detail because I know a lot of the listeners who've listened that haven't heard of y'all. Just kind of what hell or high water does and how y'all got started and how you even got connected with them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hell or high water. Uh, a guy by the name of Ben Mallon uh, founded the organization. I may be off a year or two, but I think it was around 2014, 2013, that time. Um, he he got it started. Uh, ben is a Marine vet. Uh, he was a avid waterfowler his whole life. And just kind of to make a long story short, he had a, a friend that was an avid waterfowler uh, that got hurt in a car wreck and pretty much took him out of waterfowl hunting through through wow. his injuries and disabilities, disabilities he sustained from his wreck. Uh, and I want to say it was like 10 or 12 years, this guy, he, he wasn't able to, to go out and waterfowl hunt. And, you know, Ben, he just, he you just have to meet Ben. He's one of those guys. He gets it in his brain to do something. He's he's fixing to do it. He's going to figure out a way to, to adapt and overcome. And, he was talking with his, his friend that was in that wreck, you know, and they were talking about waterfowl hunting and he was, you know, saying how he wished he could get back out there. And, and Ben was like, you know what? We're finna get you back out there. You know, we're going to come up with a way to to go put you back on the birds. And and basically his phrase to his buddy was, hey, come hell or high water, we're fixing to do this. <laughs> and I like that. And so, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he got an airboat set up. Uh, they were actually down around out of uh, Port Aransas, Texas, uh, hunting the marsh out there. And he got a blind built that would, uh, you know, adapt and, and be a good fit for a wheelchair. And, you know, got with some more friends down there. And, and they made this hunt happen for that guy and said, hey, you know, this is, this is what we need to do. And so that's kind of how you know, they got started then uh, doing hunts for disabled veterans. And, and it was kind of, when he started it, it was geared toward the disabled veterans and it, and it adapted over time to uh, kids, and, you know, uh, adults with a disability that can't go out like you and I under our own power without any help and, and enjoy the sport we love. Uh, so the way I got involved with him, um, a good friend of mine, uh, his son was in a bad uh, boating accident going out teal hunting one morning here in South Arkansas. I don't know. NWR here close by off the Washita river called Felsenthal. And they had a boat accident motor, they hit a stomp motor kicked up and, and hit my friend's son in the head, cracked his skull in three places. And his son was, a, you know, an avid waterfowl. I've been taking him duck hunting since he was about 11 years old. And so he was, you know, he was like my little brother, you know, taking him on duck hunts. He, you know, the kid really means a lot to me. And uh, hell or hot water through, you know, Facebook and Internet, um, found out about his accident and told him, you know, hey, when you get, when you get well enough and the doctor says you can do it, we want to take you, you know, on a duck hunt down in Port Aransas. And he told me, he said, when I, when I go on this hunt, I want you, uh, I want you to go with me. So, uh, Landon, which is, is the kid's name, 
that was in the uh, boating accident. Um, me and him and his dad, we loaded up, went to Port Aransas and met with Ben and the LI water crew. Uh, got to hunt with a couple of uh, veterans down there on that hunt. And, you know, it was an, it was an experience that, you know, I'll never forget uh, being with those guys, hearing, hearing their story, you know, what they had to overcome to do what they do. And I was just automatically hooked. You know, it was, there's, there's no, it, it's an experience. It's hard to describe unless you're there to experience. And uh, being with those guys and, and watching them, talking with them and, and just, you know, the whole atmosphere of the hunt and the way it took place, it was, it was something I knew I wanted to be a part of, you know, helping those guys out, you know, enjoy what I enjoy. Um, and so I, yeah, I told Ben then, I said, man, if there's any, any way I can help, you know, anything I can do to, to, to help y'all do this, I, you know, I want to do it. And it just kind of, it kind of grew from there. Uh, I started going down every season and helping them with, you know, a couple of hunts and, uh, helping with the clients and, and we decided to expand a little bit and bring it to Arkansas. So we started an Arkansas chapter, uh, <laughs> And we've been we've been established here in Arkansas a couple of years now, and we've we've had a couple of, of good years where we've been able to to take you know do good, three or four good hunts every year for people. Uh, and man, it's just like I say, it, it's an experience. It's hard to to tell somebody, you know, that feeling, that look on that that client's face, you know, when they kill that duck or when they see you know, those birds come through the trees and, and hear the whistle off the wings, you know, it, it, sometimes it's for the first time. Sometimes these people have never been duck hunting. They just want to experience it. And, you know, uh, you know, I encourage, you know, everybody I talk to, you know, whether it's kids or whoever, you know, get them out there in the element, let them, let them experience. Maybe they like it, maybe they don't. But if they do, man, you've created a, a love for something that that person will take with them the rest of their life. Yeah, man, I, I love I love hearing the stories like that because we've had a couple people on the show that um, kind of similar stories and uh, the biggest thing is uh, you know taking taking kids out to enjoy it and um, especially with society nowadays and you know I think I think that's been missed a lot but um, man that that's uh, man that, that's inspirational it's uh, yeah it's something that that's Joe's done uh, yeah it's does. like it, it's almost like going down memory lane of the way you explain yeah. it, getting goosebumps. But because uh, I don't know if Chris has told you before, like um, I'm a board member for Val and Honor Outdoors that takes uh, service members or families, veterans, and uh, first responders out hunting. And the way you explained everything, even to include names, like weird, like my like my my youngest son's name's Landed. One of the guys that was a starting founder of our organization was named Ben. And, you know, it's, and our organization started over a duck hunt as well. It's just, yeah, I just get these goosebumps and like, you, I mean, yeah. going back to service members and all that, I mean, I did my time um, and everything. And it's just, you know, for me, giving back to my community and giving, you know, with something I love to do. And I got, you know, was fortunate growing up doing, um, and I took for granted as a child, like, um, and I was saying now that, you know, every kid deserves to hunt. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, man, like I say, it, it's an experience. Uh, you know, I, I, I love to talk about it because, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're not as, as fortunate as, 
as us to get to experience a hunt like that, you know, um, and, and today's day, our social media, social media, you know, it, it's about numbers and, and, you know, people always posting, you know, all these big piles and big straps of birds. And, and that's great. I have nothing against that, but I, I'm to the point, you know, where I've been, I've been hunting long enough to me. It's about the experience. It's about who you can share that experience with. Uh, you know, it's it's all the elements of the hunt. It's just yeah. not the kill. It's not the number of birds. You know, it, it's it's working the dog. You know, it, it's working the ducks. You know, it's the you know it's the whole aspect of the hunt. You know, I like for somebody, especially if they're new into the sport, to get to experience. You know, everything. And, and you know, it's just you know, it's not about numbers to me. Not anymore. I, you know, back in, yeah. back in my younger days, yeah, I would chase them as hard as anybody. Uh, it's but, crazy uh, how you evolved as a as a waterfowler. How certain things just—it's not just about like the shooting birds anymore. You know, there's certain things that happen during the hunt that just make make it extra special. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I could go home with two two birds, and that one thing happened. I mean, it's just those moments that once you kind of appreciate it and do it for a little bit those little moments, that's what you learn to appreciate about waterfowling. It's not just shooting birds. It's just the little moments, you know, with people, with the dogs, the outdoors, you know? Yeah. You know, just the camaraderie with everybody that's, you know, that you're sharing the hunt with, uh, yeah. you know, sitting out in the, in the hole and, and, you know, sharing stories and, and talking about stuff. And like you say, whether you go home with two birds or 20 birds, if those two birds come in and bowed up and stuck them feet out pretty just like they're supposed to, that's all I need. You know, that to me that's it. If you can if you can get one group to do that or, you know, something to that effect, uh, you know, that makes a hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh man, and uh we we kind of had I don't know if you listened to our podcast, we kinda of had a saying, uh that kind of started one of the reasons we started this podcast is just, uh, how waterfowl, um, changed because I, I grew up, I grew up in Texas. I did, did a lot of big game. Um, but waterfowl was different for me because you had that camaraderie, you had that, um, you know, you had your buds with you. You can, you can take a couple of guys out with you and you, I mean, you can hunt by yourself too, but, um, just, uh, when I, when Joe took me out for the first time waterfowl hunting, I, I fell in love and I, you know, I was going through a little bit of uh, stuff at that time and it, it was just, it was therapy to me. It was nothing a counselor could ever do for any, any, anything that they tell me that I got out there being in the, being in the marsh, you know, being in the flooded timber and, you know, just talking with, uh, talking with my buds, talking to my friends, you know, Joe and, and you know, Sharp and, uh, and, uh, Gilbert, Gilbert, good old Gilbert. Gilbert. Um, but man, it, it, I understand it. And I think it, I, I think that's what makes waterfowl a little bit different. It's just that waterfowl yeah. therapy, and it, it's uh, it's crazy how it, uh, like Joe said, you know, it just gives you goosebumps. But um, yeah, man, like, I, like I, you're talking about, you know, being out, being out in the hole, you know, especially here in Arkansas, we do a lot of flood timber hunting. Um, you know, some of the best conversation I've had with with folks is leaned up against a tree, you know, out in some flood timber, you know watching birds and talking and you know it's just a uh it's magical i, I yeah. don't really know of a better word to describe it 
Yeah. I, some people say, you know, I've heard, you know, it's about the journey or the destination, but I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it's the people you travel with. State. It's the people that you travel with that, 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 that makes it, you know, all come, all come together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've been, I've been with some people where I've had a horrible hunt. Like we, you know, we, we scrapped up maybe one or two wood ducks and called it a day, but it was still in the woods, cutting up, laughing, joking, um, missing. And it's, you know, you, know, you, you can still leave that, that duck hole with a smile on your face. And uh, if you have, you know, and guys out there, and like I tell people all the time, you don't need to be part of an organization. You, I mean, granted that that does help. It helps out. But if you have that kid down, you know, in, on your block that wants to go hunt that, that, that guy that's going through some stuff that wants to go hunt or even, you know, a disabled, you know, person or that, you know, and you could, you know, have the means to take them out on a boat or whatnot. I mean, do it. Um, I mean, even, even when you think it might be a little bit more work, it's so worth it. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it's so, so worth it. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Uh, full heartedly hundred percent, you know, that's, uh, you know, a lot, that's, that's the main reason, you know, I, I'm involved with, with what I'm involved in with color high water. Uh, it's, it's a, like I say, at the end of the day, when you can see, you know, the smiles that you've helped create and through this experience, uh, you know, maybe helping somebody do something that, you know, after whatever happened, you know, they thought, you know, I'll, there's no way I'll get to ever experience this or get to do this. And, and, you know, and you get to help them do that. And man, it's just, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a good feeling for you and them. And, and it's something that they can go, and, and it may be somebody you may not ever meet, but they talk to it and, and they talk to that person and, and it inspires them. You know, let me reach out and grab a little bit more and see what I can do. You know, you, yeah. know, you don't know how far it's going to carry. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't know what, what, what in your mind, what, what you call you consider a mediocre or a bad duck hunt. Yeah. Like how much it helps, you know, someone that, you know. It really does because, I mean, you – took you took me out now i'm i'm taking out buddies i meet here that are in the service or never been duck hunting or they're going through uh hardships or they're you know they just need to get their mind off of uh basically the world for a little bit you know and it's just that uh that you getting out there and you know kind of cleansing your soul if that makes sense with that water yeah. therapy but um but yeah so we talked we talked a little bit about hell or high waters um let do you as far as 2022, 2023, is there any big, big announcements coming from Hell or High Waters or anything from you, J.D., as far as uh, what's going on with you? Is there anything going on this year that maybe people can look out on social media? Uh, you know, we're just uh, we're going to keep plugging away like we do every year, trying to put together haunts uh, for for folks. Um, we don't have as far as, you know, uh, anything we, we've got some people that we try to take you know hunting every chance we get you know that that we took taken hunting before uh you know that that would like to go back we try to get them if we can um so you know basically this time of the year we're we're trying to you know uh raise funds for the upcoming season uh you know always 
you're replacing a few decoys every year. Some of the gear that you that we use, uh, you know, the the big kicker, uh, especially for this year, uh, fuel. Uh, that airboat that Ben runs down in Texas, man, it it, it it takes a lot of fuel to run that boat. Uh, so, you know, fundraising is always a big th- thing this time of year. Uh, and, and you know, and a lot of people ask, you know, well, how do you how do you find the people you take on? And my answer to them is, I don't really know. A lot of ninety five percent of the time, they find us. Uh, yeah. I can tell you a story just how true that is. There's a a young man named Luke Terry that lives just out around Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Luke now is, I guess Luke's probably, I'm gonna say twenty, maybe twenty one. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. But Luke, uh, Luke is an inspiration in itself. Before I actually ever met him, I seen Luke's video on Facebook. Luke is a, he was a one arm baseball player through high school. Up, you oh, know, wow. He lost his, he lost his arm when he was a baby due to medical reasons. And so he basically grew up his whole life in one arm. And I seen a video that somebody had posted on Facebook. It was a one arm catcher from Tennessee. And man, I was a catcher when I was in high school. And so that's what really caught my attention. Cause I know, how hard of a job that is. And and to see him do it with one arm as well as he done it just blew my mind. And and I, I shared his his story, his video on my Facebook page. Well, six months down the road, my family and I we're in Destin, Florida, sitting on the beach on vacation. And I'm sitting there, my kids are playing in the sand, and I see this young man walk by. He's got one arm. And, of course, you know, I kind of key in on that kind of stuff. So I go to thinking, you know, what's his story? And I'm sitting there, you know, and saying, just, you know, watching my kids. And this is going through my head. And I'm I'm seeing him walk around on his family that he's with. And I can't take it no more. I got to ask somebody. Uh, so I go over to this, to this lady that he's with. And, you know, I said, ma'am, I said, the young man that's with you, I said, if you don't mind me asking, what is his story? Is he military or, or you know, what's his background? And, and she said, well, that's my grandson. She said, his name's Luke Terry. And when she said Luke Terry, it rung, yeah. it rung a bell. And she said, you, you may have seen his story, you know, on YouTube or, or Facebook or something. He's, he's the one arm catcher. I said, wait a minute. You're from Tennessee. That's the Luke Terry from Tennessee. And she said, yes, sir. I said, well, let me tell you right now. I said, I'm his biggest fan. Mm-hmm. And, and so I explained to her who I was and how I knew about him. And so I got to meet him down there, just out of the blue. You know, you're, you're sitting on the beach, not a care in the world, and you, you meet this guy. Yeah. And and I told him, you know, I got to meet him and talk with him. And I told him, you know, who, who I was and what hell or how water was. And I said, man, whatever you want to do. I said, if you want to, if you want to deer hunt, turkey hunt, fish. I said, man, I would love to carry you to do whatever you wanted. And he told me, he said, man, you know, he said, up in middle Tennessee, you know, waterfowl hunting, we don't really, you know, it's it's not a real big thing, but I'd like to try. Yeah. And I was like, perfect. And so that next season, uh, you know, and I, 
we had never seen where where Luke Luke was amputated right at his shoulder, and we had a lot of conversation with with between Ben and I, like, okay, uh, how are we gonna get this kid to shoot? You know, we didn't know. He, we knew he turkey hunted. And, and, you know, we knew a few other things he did, but actually pulling and swinging and shooting waterfowl, you know, he'd never done it. And we didn't know quite how we were going to overcome that challenge to help him kill ducks. So we were able to bring Luke down ahead of season and take him out and shoot some skeet with him. Uh, uh, thankful to Terry Demon and, and Mojo Outdoors, Terry allowed us to come to his personal uh, skeet shooting range and bring uh, Luke and his uh, family out and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, just have an afternoon shooting skeet with him. And, man, I have video. I'd send it to you guys. This, this kid blew my mind. He could shoot a shotgun just as good, if not better, than any two-armed person I'd ever seen in my life. I mean, just totally inspirational. Uh, I, I love telling this story because it, it's just, it's man, it's so cool. Uh, and his attitude, you know, there, there's nothing this kid can't do. I mean, I keep in touch with him. We we talk through text message and social media. And, you know, I, I made a buddy for life. Uh, he's actually, you know, been, been to Arkansas a couple times and hunted. Uh, but we took him out Port Aransas, uh, out on the airboat, and man, he 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 was knocking down redheads like he'd been doing it for years. It was nice. it was amazing. That's that's insane. Just Those redheads out there aren't easy shooting either. They are they're getting it. <laughs> oh yeah, they they don't they don't come in slow. That's no. for sure. Yeah, that's, I would, I would. that's awesome. Um. One, there's another thing I was going to kind of ask you about how, how do y'all kind of go about hunting, uh, hunting people in wheelchairs and stuff like that and pits and timber and stuff. Um, what your organization, I, I would love to talk to you after this and kind of, you know, I'd love to help out and get involved. Um, this That's in here. awesome, like those stories you just told are so inspirational. And the cool thing is, I mean, you're given you're giving so much to these people, but that, like you said, it makes you, it's, you, it makes you a better person to help, to help others. And, and the stuff it does for them too, it's, you can't, you can't describe it. I mean, it's a feeling you can't describe what it does and helps these type of people. I mean, that is, that is so cool. Yeah. Uh, well, to, to answer your question about, you know, uh, clients that, that are in wheelchairs, um, a lot of that, like a hunt like that, uh, being, man, he, he spent a lot of time putting thought into, okay, how am I going to get this person, you know, from land into a boat, into a duck blind, you know? Uh, and so he, he had the airboat that he had built, um, it come equipped, you know, with a ramp so we could load a wheelchair onto the deck of this airboat. And, you know, it, that part of it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, we, we load them up a ramp, uh, get them situated on the deck of the airboat, uh, and we tie them in, strap them down. And it, it works flawlessly. Uh, they not only, you know, an, an airboat's cool, you know, because, you know, here in Arkansas, we don't, you don't see airboats much. But, you know, 
South Texas, South Louisiana, you know, airboats are kind of the, the way to get around. And so a lot of folks, they don't ever get to, you know, just enjoy a ride on an airboat. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, that's half of the, half of the journey for, for somebody is just getting to, you know, experience that ride on the airboat. Uh, and then they had, uh, went in and built blinds, uh, down there that where basically we can, we can pull that airboat up, uh, to that blind that has a ramp built on it. And we, we just basically unload off the airboat onto the ramp of the blind. They're built, you know, big enough and wide enough to accommodate uh, any, pretty much any size wheelchair, track chair, anything that, uh, you know, might come along. Uh, and, you know, we get them, get them situated in the blind where they can maneuver, where they can, you know, shoot certain points and, and it works, it works real well, uh, hunting like that out there in the marsh. Now, you know, here in Arkansas, um, it, it's tough to do, uh, in the timber, uh, or, you know, out of a pit. Um, and, and actually here in Arkansas, since we've been here, since we've been established, we have not, uh, carried a, a client in a wheelchair, you know, out in some flooded timber. Now we've got some, some, some good ideas on how to do it. Uh, but we just, we haven't done it yet. We hadn't had, uh, I guess the opportunity to, to take someone like that. Uh, we've got a guy that works with Hiller High Water down in Texas. He is, you know, he's, he's volunteered numerous times. Hey, you know, you get ready to try something out, call me, I'll come up. You can, you know, you can test it on me. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a yeah. super, he's a super great guy. Uh, but you know, um, something that I've done, uh, this past year, there was a, a another girl, a young teenage, well, she's actually in her twenties now, uh, from Tennessee. Uh, she was in a car wreck. Uh, I think about her senior year of high school. Uh, anyway, she was, she was paralyzed from the car, uh, from the car wreck from, from the waist down. And she got involved with a couple of other organizations. You know, she had never been an outdoorsy person in her life and after this happened you know it kind of uh changed things for her she started trying some of this stuff and so uh since i've got to know her she has been to uh she's been on duck hunting port aransas with ben and them killed her first uh redhead and pintail down there and then i had the opportunity to take her she wanted to she wanted to try bow fishing and uh I have some good friends in South Louisiana that run a bow fishing charter. A uh, lot of them up bow fishing. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Uh, but if you ever get ready to go bow fishing in South Louisiana, look up a lot of them up bow fishing. Okay. Um, I talked to them and, and said, Hey, I, I've, I've got this girl. She wants to try bow fishing. She's, she's in a wheelchair. You know, let's, can we make this happen? And we put our heads together and, you know, we were, we were able to make it happen. They, they had a special ramp built from their dock to be able to get her off of the dock into the boat. And, you know, we took her out that night boat fishing. And I don't know if there was any boats around us when she air through her first, uh, first fish, but we just erupted, you know, like school kids <laughs> cheering and hooping and hollering. Uh, I actually had yeah. it on video. Uh, you know, was just another one of those experiences. You know, it's something she never thought she'd get to do, but wanted to try. And you know, through the through the help of uh, of good people, uh, you know, we were able to make that happen for her. And that was just a that was an awesome night. 
she ended up killing several fish that night with a bow. And, you know, it's something she'll never forget and something myself and, and the crew that worked with Hella High Water that night, you know, we'll never forget that. That's something we talk about all the time. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's definitely inspirational. Um, and that that's, uh, you know, people people look and they, th- they think, you know, um, I don't think people really understand the uh, the self of uh, that that I don't know. I guess the that feeling you get after seeing these you know kids or the, these veterans or any people with these disabilities smile and get to be out there, um, you know, it, you know, it brings you teary eyed a little bit. You know, so that's what I was getting at earlier, man. Yeah. That I mean, yeah. th- they don't understand that good. They, I, yeah. you know, when you help people, there's that good feeling you get inside. I mean, yeah, it's crazy, and I and I definitely. Uh, commend you jd and hell or high waters and and if y'all i know y'all are just getting on the show uh you know listening you know check them out um i guess, I guess while we're on the topic how can they uh reach hell or high waters or even you jd i mean through social media or facebook how, how do they how can they find y'all yeah um hell or high water uh they we've got a facebook page instagram page uh, you can look us up either one. It's just Hell or High Water Outdoors on Instagram or or Facebook. There's also a uh, a, a web page, Hell or High Water Outdoors dot org. Uh, and, and you know you can reach out to me. I'm I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, just just punch in JD Nations and and it should find me. Uh, you know, feel free to to shoot me a message. You know, I'll be happy to to answer any questions or, or talk to anybody. Uh, yeah, if you guys can't tell, I love talking about waterfowl and stuff already. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're, yeah, we're exactly the same way. That's why we um, started the podcast. Yeah. So I guess while we're talking about waterfowl, let, let's get to know JD, the waterfowler. I mean, how did you get into waterfowl? I know you're from Arkansas. That's basically a, a religion there. So, um, yeah. How, uh, how did you get into it? And uh, I guess talk a little bit about what, where your favorite type of terrain of hunting waterfowl is. It, um, and then what kind of, what, what's a, your favorite bird to chase? Well, I guess, you know, just, just starting from when I was a kid, we were, you know, I actually grew up in a, a little community uh, called Walker's Creek, which is over around Taylor, Arkansas. Uh, and we used to wade and jump shoot wood ducks on the creek down there. And that's kind of where yes. I got got started you know hunting ducks you know we hunted ducks on the creek down there uh and and the main bird you were chasing was was a wood duck you'd have a few mallards every now and then and it 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 evolved from from there to where we were driving from from taylor arkansas all the way over here to the washita river to hunt felsenthal which you know here in union county in arkansas where where felsenthal is i mean it's you know it's diehard duck hunting country over here uh Every, everybody duck hunts and everybody duck hunts felsenthal mm-hmm. uh it's, it's a great nwr um and, and it's a great place for duck hunting the habitat is amazing for them uh you know you got to spend some time doing your homework doing some scouting especially if birds ain't thick right now you know you got to find them because it's it's a lot of a lot of acreage and a lot of water but uh it's it's excellent hunting uh you know, and it kind of evolved from there. You know, I, I got to chasing them in Felsenthal, and then you know we go to go to Stuttgart to the famous Biomeda. Uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and chase them up yeah. there. We're just, we're fortunate in Arkansas. We have a lot of public land uh, to hunt. And, you know, a, as life would have it, I wind up taking a job, you know, here in El Dorado after I was uh, out of trade school and uh, got in with some, some great folks. I've got kind of a group of guys here that, you know, I duck hunt most of the time with. And, uh we just man duck season gets here and that's just that's just what we do you know uh if we're not if we're not out you know taking taking somebody on a hunt you know we're hunting ourselves and, and we're chasing them from from the arkansas louisiana line to the arkansas missouri line wherever you know wherever birds at that's 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 where we're going uh and you know my, my favorite terrain my favorite duck you know i'm i'm arkansas so i'm partial but to me, there's not much anything better than watching a greenhead come through the trees. I uh, knew coming yeah. out, out as soon as Chris just said that. I knew. Well, yeah, I knew he wasn't gonna say a pinto. Uh, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and I lease fields, and you know, and I love field hunting. Don't get me wrong; it, it's enjoyable. I, I, I love it, especially from from running a dog standpoint. You know you're running a dog in the timber, you know, most of your retrieves are, are going to be, you know, 50, 60, 70 yards, maybe. Uh, but you know, you get out there in that field and, and you, and you cripple up that, that gad wall or that pintail, you know, and it may turn into, you know, 150, 200 yard retrieve, uh, for a dog and, and a, and a huge retrieve for a dog like that in a hunt when you've only killed maybe say five birds, but you had an awesome retrieve with your dog. Well, that makes your day, you know, uh, so I, I love field hunting. You know, I love the specs. Uh, man, those big birds come in, boat up. You know, it's it's, it's almost as good as that mallard cupped up coming through the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, so we we kind of went on that. Um, as far as uh, oh, there was uh, something that popped in my head. Yeah. On, now that, hey, since we're talking about retrievers, uh, let's talk about retrieving freedom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Oh, uh, you know that's that's another organization. You know, I I don't have a a direct connection with. But I, I have a friend who does. He he's kind of their their main guy for for fundraising. Uh, Trent Dirks. Um, retrieving freedom is an organization, uh, nonprofit that they train service dogs and autism dogs for people uh and basically it's you know if you're in the need whether it's service dog or autism dog uh you can get with these guys and you know go through the application process and and if everything is you know is good they will help place you with one of their dogs free of charge and and i don't know exactly you know what if if you were just to go out and get one of those dogs and pay money, I'm sure it would be, you know, extremely expensive. Um, but but these folks are providing that dog to a child with autism or to one of the you know one of our nation's great veterans, you know, free of charge. And and man, that's just you know that's awesome. And I have a I have a ton of respect for those guys. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I know. Sharp knows. Sharp's more of our. Uh... Uh, dog guy a little bit um he kind of took the role since uh we had another dog guy who actually uh, knows a lot about uh 
labs and retrieving and stuff. So, um, but yeah, man, what they do and what you're saying. And, uh, if, as far as like reaching out for, for the listeners, how, how would they go out and reach out to these people? Do they have a website or is it just all social media content? They, they do have a website, uh, retrieving freedom. Uh, and, and I think it's, I would have to look and be sure, but I think it's retrie- retrieving freedom.org. Uh, but they're also their own, uh, their own Facebook, uh, retrieving freedom and Instagram. Uh, you can reach out to, uh, Trent, Trent Dirks. He's, he's on uh, social media as well. Um, and, and reach out to him for information. Uh, it's, it, it's a great organization. You know, I, I try to give those guys as much attention as I can. Um, you know, it, it's partial to me what they do is because I have a son that has autism and, and, you know, I kind of know what, what people are going through that are, you know, trying to raise a child with autism and with what, what they train that dog to do and to key off of to help that child is just, man, it's amazing what they do really. Uh, uh, my hats, my hats off to them. Um, and so I, I, I really encourage, you know, anybody, uh, I put out a deal. April is, is autism awareness month. And, and I, I, I put out a deal on my Facebook page, you know, you know, for the month of April, if you want to, you know, to support somebody, you know, because of autism awareness, Hey, you know, reach out to these guys. They're, they're top notch at what they do. And, and they do a lot of great things for a lot of people, you know, helps, help support those guys at retreating freedom. Uh, so yeah, go check them out. Uh, definitely. Uh, Facebook, they, they post a lot on Facebook and Instagram. You can, you can get a lot of good information. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love organizations like this, just, uh, just helping you know, autism and helping kids and helping, uh, you know, veterans or first responders, just helping anybody who needs, you know, needs the help, uh, like high or hell water, uh, high, I'm sorry, hell or high waters outdoors. And then, uh, going on outdoors and you know organizations like that and uh lab freedom and um man i I really i challenge anybody just to you know check them out check out their page you don't have to do anything donating nothing like that just check them out and see what they're about but um man before uh we're kind of getting at that time joe sharp did y'all have anything for jd no just thank you for being on the show man and I, i mean i you know from a vet and from, you know, someone who works with, you know, with or non or uh, not profit organizations and thank you for what you do. Cause you don't understand about, I mean, you probably do, but just how much you help people and um, how much, you know, you give life when you, you know, doing these little simple hunts, you, you're, you're giving life and confidence back to people that, you know, that may not, that, you know, may be thinking about just giving up. And you just, you know, you're bringing a whole new aspect to life and confidence to them that, you know, they can carry that, you know, forever. Absolutely. And to, uh, to add to that, you know, you being with that veteran or whoever and, and helping, helping them maybe through a tough time in your life. And, and I, I can tell you one instance on one instance, uh, how, how the tables can be turned and that person, you know, help you or somebody in your group because uh, you know I had a guy one time I was hunting with uh, he's a veteran and and he he uh, he was in a uh, Humvee that got hit with a 
RPG. And so he was, he was missing a leg and pretty much all the use in one arm. And, you know, he basically had one good arm. And, you know, we were sitting there talking and, and having conversation. And, you know, he, he told me, because I was asking him, I was, you know, how, you know, how do you, how did you learn to deal with this and, and, you know, get to where you are now? You know, it's just amazing, you know, what you can do now and, and everything you had to overcome. And, you know, he told me something that stuck. And I tell a lot of people this. Um, you know, he said, it, he said it's a mind thing. He said, you know, I get up every morning and I just think, you know, just do good. You know, do good. How how simple is that? Yeah. You know, if he can do it, you know, I'm I'm perfectly fine, able person. You know, if he can do it, I can do it. And so that's kind of something I go by. You know, hey, you, you know, get up in the morning, just just do good. I mean, it's it's simple. And, and you know, it, that kind of changed my thinking a lot. Uh, just from having a five-minute conversation with a guy in duck Yeah. Yeah, you get a – you definitely – I will say in a duck blind, you'll definitely get experiences from all – every walks of life, you know, everybody from different regions, different areas, um, you know, and I, I'm a big believer. It doesn't matter how old you are. You're always going to – you're always, someone's always going to know a little bit more than you. If not, you're never absolutely in this world. Yeah, so, um, man, I commend you. Uh and, uh, man, I, I challenge anybody who's listening to this podcast, you know, you know, look up, you know, hell or high waters outdoors and, um, just see what they're about. You know, just that's, that's it. You don't, you don't have to do anything, but I just really, uh, challenge you to look them up. Um, Sharp, did you have anything before we go? No, I just wanted to say thank you for what you do. Um, there needs to be more people like you in our sport. You know, getting others involved, uh, it's it's an awesome thing. It really is. Well, I, I just want to say, and I should have done said it, uh, you know, you guys, uh, I appreciate what you do uh, for your service. Uh, I try to tell everybody that, you know, um, you know, without without the sacrifice you guys lay down out there, we, we, we couldn't do what we do here. And, you know, it's just, a, just, it's just my little part, you know, being able to to give back a little bit um so thank you yeah to you guys no, as well. no thank yeah, you and thank I, people like you and sharp that you know that give your time to go out it's, it's a lot that then there is a sacrifice to that too and i really i want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to you and Taylor hard waters outdoors and sharp for what he does for uh helping out with bound honor outdoors but um I guess uh, before we go, uh, something been itching in me, trying to want to ask this. I just kind of turn the turn the tide. You a Razorback fan? Oh God! Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm hanging up. <laughs> now you we, we're all we're all SEC fans. Joe's a LSU fan, and then Sharps from Georgia, so we can kind of yeah. He's a yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I told I you. Yes, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Texas, so I'm a big A&M fan. So we play y'all every year in the Southwestern uh, Conference uh, little game yeah. there. So, but well, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm a I'm a big Razorback fan. Um, I'm more keen in on the baseball. You know, I don't get me wrong; I love football, I college football. Yeah, but I, I'm a huge college baseball fan. Matter of fact, I was just 
watching Arkansas play before we got on the phone together and we got beat by Alabama. So I wasn't in the greatest of spirits when our <laughs> conversation started. But yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know anyone that likes Alabama. Alabama, Alabama don't like Alabama. Hey, A&M's doing good. I think they're number four right now in the college uh, baseball. So. <laughs> they're they're showing out in the SEC tournament right now. Yes, they I mean, are. I, my, you know, I, I can't say nothing bad about them. They're, I heard, they're yes, showing they out. Are. Yes, they are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, man, it was great talking with you. Uh, we definitely got to link up, and uh, maybe we can get some hunts together or something. I would love you. You ain't too far. Uh Joe's in Louisiana. I'm in Texas. Sharps between Georgia, Arkansas, Arkansas, and Louisiana. He's everywhere. November 18th. <laughs> Definitely, man. Y'all just uh, just give me a shout. Uh, you know, I'll I'll travel. You know, wherever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's know, you guys up here in Arkansas, and uh, so yeah. Definitely, we need to uh, we need to hook up and uh, go chasing birds for real. Yeah, yeah, I'll get in contact with you. And if I'm not guiding and you need any help, I'd be more than happy to drive and help you somewhere. Hey, I, I will definitely take you up on that. I appreciate that. No problem. Yeah, so I'll, we'll get together after the show or I can message you on Instagram or something like that. Yeah. I'll, okay. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. We'll get together after the show. Um, but I guess, uh, like always, um, I want to thank organizations like. Uh, Hell or High Water Outdoors, uh, Vow and Honor Outdoors, and uh, other organizations like that. Cover Six, everybody that's you know helps these uh, people that really need it. That with that waterfowl therapy, I want to thank uh, the Real Decoy Product for sponsoring this show. And like always, y'all have a good one, and let Vow and I fail. Mm-hmm.